Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Black Girl Brunch. My name is Iman. And I'm Sabrina. We are so happy to be back in a better space this week. Thank you all so much for your patience, and we just miss y'all. We just miss talking. Yeah, hello. You know, some days I just be like, I'm so happy I got a podcast because it keeps me from like snapping because I'm like, everything I got to say, I'm going to save it. So it's just like, I really be needing to get back after mm-hmm. a while to like talk through shit that I be seeing. And I'm just like, yeah, it I, it keeps me from talking to people about things that I don't like or do like that I don't really know. And instead I'm like, I'm going to just talk to like Sabria and, you know, the listeners. And the gang. And the gang and the girls. How are you feeling? I'm feeling better now that I'm here. Wonderful. Um, that I'm about to talk. I was a little panicky before this, but I feel better. Love to hear it. I also feel um, better. Like I was just in an okay space today, which is growth. Like some days it's just nice to feel like content and zen. And that's how I felt today. So, mm-hmm. so happy. We got a fantastic show. Um, the weather got very crispy over here in Philly. Like yeah. out of nowhere. I, um, that's what really, I think, made me be like a ah, like pissy mood. Because like, as you all know, um, well, you might not know, but excuse me, I, um, went to Denver. Um, I was in Denver the last few days and excuse me, it rained there, but it wasn't cold. So I realized I can take the rain if it's not cold, but this rain is freezing. Like every time it rains here, it's always freezing. And it's been raining for like four days straight. I guess this is, um, we getting some of that, that in also, um, prayers to anybody who was impacted by, um, the hurricane or people's families. Like I just was super, super devastating, but the East coast is like getting a little bit of that right now. And Mm -hmm. it's been consistent rain since Saturday. And like you said, it's so icy. Like it's a type of rain that like, soon as it touches you, you start shivering like, Ooh. Like, yes, for real. And I'm like, I, I cannot so take it. I was yeah. so angry on Sunday. I had to bring in groceries. And like, I don't know who I was angry with that I had to bring in my own groceries in the rain. But I was so mad because like the I had paper bags and they were like getting wet. And it was just such a miserable experience. To be honest, I have only been outside to get my nails done since and i've been completely in the house because that's how miserable the experience was but like yeah it's cold it's fall and it was like no preview of fall either it just like was like bam here we are so with that being said we're getting fully in the fall mood and we're going to think think about share some things that we've been watching listening to reading just giving some you know fall suggestions so here are some things. So for like what I did was um, I did two books that I'm about to start reading. Well, one I'm already reading. And then the mm-hmm. next thing, uh, I mean, I did two shows that I'm looking to get into for the fall. Um, so the first book um, I saw um, one of my mutuals talk about this book and I was like, oh, I want to read this. Um, it's called Be Not Afraid of Love by Mimi uh, Zhu. I believe that is Z 
H-U. Um, mm. I think that's how you pronounce it. Um, and it's about her uh, navigating through, um, I mean, healing from a, a abusive relationship. Mm. Um, so the whole title is Be Not Afraid of Love, Lessons on Fear, Intimacy, and Connection. Wow, I need so, to read it. <laughs> so I've never read anything like this before. And I feel like as a woman of a certain age, um, now that I'm 30, I feel like this is a perfect thing to read. Um, it says in, I'm just going to read a little bit about the book. It says in, I was like, I could do this because tea time is shorter. But um, <laughs> so in their early twenties, Mimi was a survivor of intimate partner abuse that this left them broken in search of healing and ways to relearn love. This work is a testament to strength and adaptability. All humans process a tribute to love. Be not afraid of love explores the intersections of love and fear and self-esteem, friendship, family dynamics, and romantic relationships and extend out of its effects on society and the greater political realm and sharing their own intimate encounters of with oppression, healing, joy, and community. Mimi invites readers to reflect deeply on their own experience as well as intentions of acting as a guide to undoing the hurt of uncertainty without them. In this heart-rendering and revolutionary book, Mimi reminds us, be not afraid of love. Mm. Amazing. So yeah, I just loved it, and I really, I'm, I'm so excited um, to get into it. I downloaded on on Audible, um, and I like to get paperback books, so I'm going to order the book as well. Um, and another book that I am, well, I'm currently reading. I bought the paperback, and I'm so happy because I saw this book um, in a black owned bookstore. Um, and I was like, oh my gosh, I want that book. I got paid and I literally bought it that day. And then I downloaded on Audible as well. So it's called Black on Both Sides by C. Riley Snorton. Um, and Black on Both Sides, it's a book about navigating the world, being not only black, but also, um, trans, um, because it's always, you know, double, like, um, so the full title is Black on Both Sides, A Radical History of Trans Identity. Um, because, you know, whenever, if you're black, you always, it's always going to be worse, you know? Mm. Um, and to, on top of, you know, identifying within, um, the LGBTQ community. Um, but I feel like as a Ali, it's our duties to always, like, to seek the knowledge instead of um, I mean, obviously you can always ask people, but I feel like it's our jobs to seek the knowledge out, like within our everyday lives, just, you know, just cause like, does it have to be a reason? It's just cause, because in order to understand people, um, you have to know their stories. So, yeah. um, it's really important, uh, to read. I feel like, um, stories of, uh, trans folks, especially um, black and brown trans folks. So I really wanted to read this book to like learn more, um, understand like the rich history and like how, you know, even like the slang words that I say and stuff like that, how they come from ball culture and stuff like that. Where does everything started? How did, you know, trans people navigate in the eighties and like the sixties, mm -hmm. you know, and so forth and so forth. Um, so yeah, I'm really excited. I started reading the book. Um, it's like a lot of essays. So I started it. Um, and so far 
um, I'm like really learning a lot. So yeah, that's what I'm currently reading. Um, black on both sides. Um, and the next two are shows. So I want to watch this show, um, called Reboot. So at first I saw it on Hulu and I was like, hmm. like, but somebody that I trust their tastes, um, said they really liked it. So I'm like, huh. I want to check it out. So the synopsis of the show is the early 2000s family sitcom is rebooted and a dysfunctional cast must deal with their unresolved issues in today's fast changing world. Wow. Now that's actually interesting with all the reboots going on. That's like a different take on it. That's exactly. So, so it's so a comedy. Creative. It's a comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, and it looks, first of all, I love, I'm a sitcom ass bitch. Um, so <laughs> I love a sitcom and also Johnny Knoxville, Johnny Knoxville is in it. Um, love him down. Um, and also, uh, key is in it from key and pill. Oh, wow. Um, so I'm really excited to watch that. Also, I love when writers like see a bunch of stuff going on. They're like, everybody's doing reboots. So like, let me do it. So I love the idea of somebody writing something that's like a, um, about what's happening. Yeah. About what's happening. Um, because I do, oh, I just sent you the, the, um, like the poster for the, um, show so yeah i'm i want to watch it um and it's on hulu and what i'm into right now is i really it's funny because i say this and then the next show i'm about to name is not that but i really want to watch wholesome tv Mm. like i really want to watch stuff where it's like the rating is tv 14 like that's what i really i want to find more shows like that that's like innocence like not a lot of cursing like stuff i really want to seek out more shows like that not saying that i'm gonna just stop watching shows that are explicit but like i'm just like in that era of i think because i'm under so much like stress i want to watch something that's like lighthearted yeah like very lighthearted um which is funny because the next thing is not that so (laughs) i want to watch um house of dragon because i was literally about to say don't watch house of dragon (laughs) because iman is watching it and i watched game of thrones so i'm very interested in how um this show will go and also i'm interested in to know how i feel about it um because i remember how i felt when i first saw game of thrones so um i want to know i mean i'm interested in how i would feel like watching the show where i had that same feeling i'm interested um, to know how you would feel too i'm so curious like when i'm watching stuff i'm like targaryens are batshit crazy everybody know about that so i'm just like really waiting for you to just give your two cents yeah i cannot wait um so yeah i'm definitely gonna watch that but it helps because it's a balance like i watched that um reboot in Abbott elementary and then i can watch house of dragons so i won't feel so heavy because i think i was watching what's the whole time i think i was watching breaking bad and game of thrones and yeah. um <laughs> true blood like and back, euphoria <laughs> yeah and, and, well no euphoria came later oh okay but, like i'm saying the shows like, the the type of shows that i was watching back to back to back i'm like yo no wonder why my head was scrambled eggs because i literally was watching breaking bad and um true blood at the same time dark ass shows and then i took a break uh from that and then i was watching game of thrones so I was watching all, no, I didn't even take a break. I'm lying. I was watching all that back to back to back, but True Blood was ending. And then I was watching Game of Thrones. So I'm like, the stuff that I was watching, dark, dark sided. I'm hollering. 
I mean, good shows, but it was definitely dark sided. Me listening to uh all my podcasts, <laughs> my serial killer podcasts, I had to take a break from that because I'm like, why am I so sad and scared? Okay, we know why. Yeah, it's just too much. <sighs> Oh gosh. Okay. Well, thank you for sharing all of those fantastic ideas. I'm definitely going, I mean, all those fantastic shows and books. I'm definitely going to uh, lean into the, um, wait, I wrote it, uh, Be Not Afraid of Love. I'm going to ch- tap into that one and I want to tap into Reboot. Yes. Sounds great. Um, For me, uh, I just actually finished reading a book that was so phenomenal. It was called Sankofa. Um, it was amazing. It's about like, so something I have been more aware of now more than ever before is like, um, the, the black, like multiple different black experiences. Like, obviously I know my experience as a black woman in like, um, like North Philly, but I really do think it's time to like redefine like what it means to be an ally and like what it means to support each other as black people. Me and Sabrina have been talking about this a lot. <laughs> like, it's not just other non-black people's job to support black people and their experiences it's like our our own experience even within the like culture to know of each other's experiences so that we can just like really be aware of just how diverse blackness is Mm -hmm. so i like that this um this book sankofa is it centers around like a, a black woman in uh london so I'm like, okay, cool. Like, this is really interesting to know about this experience. This specifically a uh, multiracial black woman um, who was raised by a white mother and did not know her father at all. And then when that mom passed away, she sensed like this loneliness that just was like killing her. Essentially, she finds her father's journal and things just start to snowball. What she finds out about him and how she connects back with her culture, what the like what the thoughts are about her being a mixed race person in London like who sees her as black who sees her as mixed who sees her as white it's just like some of the same issues in like America but different Mm -hmm. but ultimately it's just a really really beautiful story about how we all have a right to our our history like we all have a right to our history and it's like a lot of people try to gatekeep but you know some some things are really really important to like your future like if when you know your past and it just kind of made me want to like stay connected to like my roots a little bit more mm-hmm. it was just a really pretty story like the way it was told and if you're listening on audible the um person narrating has like a really soothing beautiful <coughs> um fantastic book San Kofa S A N K O F A I'm probably going to um, again but What'd you say? I'm going to ask you again. <laughs> yes, I'll send it to you. I'll send it to you. Also, it was on Reese Witherspoon's um, reading list. I love Reese Witherspoon's reading list. Not on my list, but I'm also uh, listening to another great book called The Last Thing He Told Me about a woman's husband who just like went missing into thin air. Um, but yeah, and he, she had like a perfectly lovely husband, but he just like start leaving little notes around and she's like, what the fuck happened to him? Oh, and he and he left his daughter with her too. Not her child, her stepchild. I would have been like, come on now. <laughs> like, that's crazy. But Reese Witherspoon's um this is fantastic because she has a lot of really diverse stories. Like, and it's done and it's like she just has some really good reads on her book list. So 
if you're looking for a place to find good reads, she Reese Witherspoon's the person to give it to you. Um, Goop Podcast, as always, specifically uh, the episode um, that that was recently dropped for Gwyneth Paltrow's 50th birthday. Her husband um, interviewed her, and I thought it was really, really great listening to somebody like Gwyneth Paltrow like speak about aging because um, it's just been something I've been interested in since I've turned 30 because it's like before turning 30, I feel like aging doesn't really, it's so exciting. It's just great and fun. But then after 30, it becomes still exciting because you're alive, but it also becomes just like, you become hyper aware of dying too. <laughs> like as you as you get older, you just yes, whoa, true. whoa. You know, I'm just going this is going to just keep happening. Like what will my health decline? Where and it can be very negative. So i what I've been doing is leaning in to like older women and like listening to one, how similar we are, proof that like age is nothing but a barrier sometimes because like when I listen to Gwyneth Paltrow, I feel like I'm talking to like a friend, mm-hmm. I do, like somebody my age. I don't feel like, oh, wow, she's 50. Like, like a lot of things are not really going to change the way people make it like they are, but then some things will change like physically, like, you know, how you feel and how you're able to work out. And it's just, I felt really, really like just amazed also listening to her be transparent about being stressed all the time because <laughs> he's this business owner and she I don't think she expected goop to be as big as it is I don't think she expected it and now she has this really really great thing and a lot of attention on her that she just genuinely didn't expect and also like a lot of people get really annoyed with Gwyneth Paltrow like because <laughs> of like how I guess alternative she is I think people think she's alternative to be spiteful but I'm very similar to like her in mind and mindset so I just I feel like I relate to almost every single thing she says like she was like I'm doing this thing where I only have like one drink a week and like, I know that would annoy people but I do the same thing like I set <laughs> weird boundaries for myself just to challenge myself and to make sure like I'm being healthy as possible but it was great listening to her also her her husband seemed like they have a solid relationship he was just like so happy to be interviewing her <laughs> like he's so happy to be married to Gwyneth that's how I feel he's happy to be married to Gwyneth Paltrow as and- he should be also I have something to say I oh, yeah. love the fact that she is just herself she don't try to be down to earth she literally just herself there's like three quotes that I really love for her so this is one I am who I am I can't pretend to be someone who makes 25k a year literally <laughs> what do y'all want her to do like, I love that because like there's some celebrities and stuff that try to be down to earth they're like oh I don't do this I don't do that oh uh, I didn't have work done I didn't have this like she just is who she is like she don't try to be relatable also another quote I definitely agree with I'd rather smoke crack than eat cheese from a tin period like period she'd be spitting also another really great bonus episode the one with her and Cameron Diaz like again Cameron Diaz just turned 52 so it's great it's weird sometimes to like see the women that were like the the sex symbols of my childhood one still be sex symbols at 50 years old again redefining what we thought 50 would look like and two like like Cameron Diaz just became a mother and three Cameron Diaz launched like a wine a wine brand so and retired from acting so it's just it was really cool to listen to them and 
especially when they talked about being like a, a, a nice girl in the industry, like a girl's girl. Because apparently, no matter where you go, there are just some women who are not girls' girls. And I was like, who y'all talking about? Who y'all talking about? <laughs> I mean, I... Who, who not a girl's girl? Who y'all talking about? Exactly. I want to know. Like... Uh, What'd she just I'm gonna say like she just is who she is like people say obnoxious a, a couple of her obnoxious quotes and I'm like it is what it is like, you know why people think she's obnoxious because they could never that's why if we really want to be serious like when she said she was uncoupling from her husband it's like that's she's just trying to make the best out of the worst thing ever which is a divorce but some people it's like that makes you feel like shit because you and your man are going at it so now you feel like she's trying to make everybody else feel bad by being different and it's like if a a lot of people were happier with themselves. Gwyneth Paltrow wouldn't be able to do shit, shit for their life. No, she shouldn't be able to annoy you with what she, what she's saying. But people just be so messy that they think everything she does is like, oh, you're hot and perfect and rich. Like you're just trying to, you know, rub my nose in it. It's like what? Come on. Yeah, I just also like when you know people are not. They don't try to be somebody else. They just are. Be who they are, you know? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, next up is Hocus Pocus 2. I felt I started watching it and I fell asleep. But what I will say is it came on with a bang. All right. <laughs> like it really I, I was going to fall asleep because it was like two in the morning and I shouldn't have even been up or put it on. <laughs> but I just was like, you know, it was a chilly night. It's like the first, you know, the beginning of October. I wanted to tap in and I really liked where it was going i like how it was set up um and it was just refreshing to see like a of like part two be good because sometimes people just be fucking things up so i'm really it, it was good so far and i'm excited to dive back in to the season um and then next and finally on the list this is not something new. I'm actually rewatching it. Gilmore Girls. <laughs> fall is not fall without Gilmore Girls. Because like you said, Sabria, sometimes it's nice to just watch something wholesome. And like I finished Gilmore Girls actually last year. But as I go back over it, I'm just like, this show was so well done. How did they get me so invested when it like the stakes were so low? <laughs> Nothing was going crazy, but I was just like who was Rory going to take to prom? Like, that was just such a big deal to me. Like, what's going to happen at the country club? What is going to pick Yellow Princeton? Like, which is it? And I love stuff like that. So if anybody has any wholesome shows like that, please, please, please let me know. Like, I yes, think some of Pretty Little Liars people suggested Gossip Girl. I was into Gossip Girl, but they was just so bad in high school that I was just like, they're being too grown. <laughs> they're going around New York, like, drinking and partying. Yeah, but they I was like, 40 years old, the actors. <laughs> and also, like, um, Pretty Little Liars is not um, wholesome. Yeah, like, please. Um, I did watch One Tree Hill, but that shit was just too deep. I didn't know it was about two brothers being in high school together. I'm like, huh? <laughs> I guess that's why it's One Tree. But anyway, it, then one time, like, the dad just randomly had, like, spoiler alert from a show in 2000 a dad just randomly had like a heart attack and it, his wife watched him and she didn't call the police <laughs> like um, he was an asshole low key get it um, anyway <laughs> those are the those are the watches <laughs> oh, excuse me that's good and Gilmore Girls is such a fall show it's so fall it literally 
kicks off and fall. Also, I found all these Facebook groups um, <laughs> that like are like <laughs> I like fans of Gilmore group pages, and it's like they share all all the tea. Like how Lorelai's house looks from the outside, huge. How it looks <laughs> in the inside, super small. And then in the comments, people are like, "So is it a two bedroom house or three? I'm like, "Oh, I love this. Like I've stumbled on like an amazing thing. And also it was like a Gilmore Girls game. It's like take a shot every time like. Luke tells Lorelai to not use the cell phone in the diner. <laughs> I'm like, oh, love it. That's so cute. So cute. So, so cute. All right. So let's get into this toast for assist, shall we? Let's get it because it's much needed. <laughs> Please. Um, Megan Thee Stallion has launched Bad Bitches Have Bad Days too, a website serving as a resource hub providing wellness for mental health. I love that. I love that she understands that bad bitches really do be having bad days. Yeah, and excuse me, because I'm having a I'm having a time. Why was I that loud? I said I'm having a time, but yeah, I love that. Excuse me. I love that she made that too because she's such a beautiful person. And I feel like um, she's such a down to earth person as well. And I feel like when I was like coming up that like people who were like the baddest and all this stuff, they um, weren't like that or they didn't address things that were um, quote unquote ugly. Yep. And so for her to do that, I'm like, oh, I love this so much. Like this makes me feel like... It makes me feel sick. I mean, I was going to tell people that I was nuts anyway. But I'm like, yeah. this is nice that, you know, Megan is doing this. Because nobody got our back like we have to have our back. And all, and on your worst day, you really don't feel like a bad bitch. That's the crazy thing. Like, you feel like, and when you feeling sad, alone, crazy, angry, whatever the case is, like, you never probably associate that with being a bad bitch. But the thing is, you are. You just are human. And I, I love that the saying is like, bad, you can be a bad bitch with a bad day. And also, nobody gives love to, to to attractive people who are like mentally ill or who people who, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like if you like got a lace front on and, and, and makeup, it's just no way you can be upset and i just think that that really really affects black women mm -hmm. in the worst way because like you we can never have a uh, uh depression people always think it's like a personality trait like or we can never be like manic depressive like people think it's like oh it's an aesthetic you're just trying to be like scissor solange like or you know you can never have an eating disorder as like a black woman that's something me and sabria have like learned a lot about recently as like a bad bitch you can't have all that so i think that this is like something that's very needed like i, I really appreciate her for like bringing together all the it's like a whole website full of resources and you can sign up for text updates which is I amazing that. that's so sweet so sweet. Shout out to Thank you, Maggie. Thank you, Maggie. Stallion. Thanks, Megan. Come on the show <laughs> to talk more about it. Um, you know Megan Stallion told her, come on, Black or Brunch. Um, tea time. All right. So Rihanna is going to be performing at the Super Bowl. We found this out because she simply <laughs> loaded like a picture <laughs> of her hand in a football. <laughs> and also the NFL changed their... um. The, you know, NFL, National Football League, they changed their bio to a National Fenty League. <laughs> 
So she's taking the stage and also Apple Music is involved this year. I'm like, yo, we have not seen Rihanna perform in so long. I don't give a damn if it's for the, the, the Super Bowl. <laughs> I'm beyond it. I don't care that it's for the NFL. <laughs> I know it's like problematic with the NFL right now, like all the things. But like, listen, we haven't seen Rihanna hit the stage and I can't tell you how long. I feel like the last time I remember, this may not be the last time she's on stage, was when she was performing um, Wild Thoughts with DJ Khaled. Like, that's. <laughs> The, I feel like that's the last time I remember her on stage. <laughs> and it I'm like, do she remember how to perform? I want to know what's happening. I want to know what's happening right now because I, I've been seeing her out more. She looks fantastic. Just had a baby. You can't even, you can't even tell. Like she, she looks, looks strong, diddly umptious. I she must looks say. delicious. She does. Yeah. I'm, I'm be honest. She make you want to be like, come here, girl. <laughs> Sabria, please. Um, <laughs> what I was confused about is why where her nails were. Like her nails look super clean, little natural French John. Cause she got a baby, so you know, you know. You I know. I was real confused. Can. I was like, can, where are they at? Where are the nails? That's one thing I'm not looking forward to having kids. You cannot have long nails when you have baby. I'm gonna have real. Sh- I'm gonna have them like shorter than what they are. But I feel like my nail length ain't that bad for having a baby. But I don't Mine know. We'll is- have to see. <laughs> your nails are not going to be possible to have the baby <laughs> you're going to be taking seven years to change a diaper <laughs> that's going to kill me I'm just going to be like I cannot wait till this baby grow up <laughs> you like you get on my nerves I'm so <laughs> sorry a newborn. because I love my nails so much but we, we, we know the hand though just based on the tattoos we know yeah. the hand <laughs> It was no explanation needed. I'm just, I wonder, I wonder what she's going to do. I wonder who, you know, a lot of times in the Super Bowl, people often bring other folks on. So I was like, what's going to happen? Is there new music involved? And like, why now? Like, I have so many questions. Like, why now is the biggest one? Because I would never think that like, oh, as soon as you have a baby, like now's the time to get back into music. But sometimes that child be the thing to keep, get people motivated. Mm-hmm. Yep, that is. I keep on laughing at the jokes of people being like, she's just going to sit there, do her makeup, or like um, premiere like a new beauty blender that's like a shape of, that's like um, a brown, like a football. I'm like, yeah, because she <laughs> definitely is the makeup lady. <laughs> yes, my little cousin was saying the same thing. She's like, she's just going to produce like a like Fenty runway show or <laughs> something like that, which is hilarious. So she's got so many businesses that we can even make these types of jokes, but... I'm just happy to see my girl back. I, I wanted it for so long, but like I'm such a like loyal fan to my faves. I'm like, she'll do it when she's ready. Like That's yeah. how I am. That's you how too. I felt too. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Don't ever turn 30. I just yawn and I crack my neck. Don't ask me how. <laughs> but um, but yeah, I um, I was felt the same way. I'm like, stop pressuring her. Just let her have this moment. Like, Also... I love when, cause like it's a few, um, like celebrities have done stuff like this. I love when people just do something and they're like, all right, I'm done with that. Like I'm moving on to something else. They're like, I had my fun with this. I'm moving on. Like, I really like that. I like when people are like, all right, I'm, this is a, that was just a um, chapter in my life. And I feel like that's not it with Rihanna, but I was definitely, um, I was definitely okay with like music just being a chapter for her. Yeah, but you know what's funny? I just told somebody this. She, I was like, as soon as Rihanna dropped uh, Baby Fenty, I said, you know what? She We're not going to see Rihanna for the next two or three years. And somebody was like, I think it was either Jamira Jarrell 
I was like, that's not true. We're going to see her within the next year. I was like, huh? I don't think so. She, this is somebody who wanted to become a mother so, so, so bad. We're not going to see her. And damn, if they was right. And I was like, wow. Like, I really didn't expect to see her. <laughs> and I was okay with that because, like you said, I'm okay with people just being like, this is not the season for music. This is the season for family because she's a human. Yeah. And like, you, we, what I want most for all people is for them to have a family. <laughs> like, that's really, really important to take. T- work is not the world. Work is not everything. Even if your job is to be a musician, even if a lot of people are consuming you, it's not your, their job to con- keep us consumed forever, like just because we're fans. So I was totally okay with like her taking that break to like, you know, have a family. But girl, since you want to come back, I'm cool with that too. Like, <laughs> right? Very much happy with that. If you feel like it's time, it's time. And never forget, Beyonce dropped, started dropping the best music of her life after she became a mother. Mm-hmm. The best music of her life. Exactly, a mother. But I like, feel like Beyonce. Is, I feel like Beyonce definitely cannot stay in the house. She's somebody that she likes staying in the house, but like when it comes to performing, she can't stay in the house. You know what I mean? But I also feel like Rihanna is such, um, definitely in a different way. I feel like she can't sit down either and stay in the house. I feel like she's yeah. a workaholic, but in a different, like not as much for music, like for all her other things. But I think that that creativity is probably, has probably been brewing in her soul. Probably the whole pregnancy, the whole time. But I just, shout out to women um, who, shout out to mothers who are musicians. Because yes. I feel like that is just a lot. Like having a baby, I just l- learned something on TikTok that said, that, I don't know how true it is, but the <laughs> mother was saying that when you first have a baby for like the first six months of their life, they don't know the difference between like their mother and themselves. So they think that they are an extension of their mother, which is why babies feel so much anxiety when their mothers go away because they don't know the difference. It's very hard to work when you have this human that needs to be attached to you. But so many women do it anyway. (laughs) They really go to work. And that's just like crazy to me Um, on all scales. But then for musicians, it's like to get up and perform for the world is just wow. Wow, wow, wow. Yeah, that is. Especially also being a touring artist. Yeah. Yeah, like you touring and breastfeeding. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. That's nuts. But also shout out to the girls who aren't touring but just have to go lead their babies at three months. When again, the babies still see their themselves as an extension of their children, yeah. like the the parent. It's crazy. It's crazy. Shout out to Rihanna. Shout out to the mothers. Salute. <laughs> so let's get into Velma, right? <laughs> Velma is officially a lesbian in the new Scooby-Doo film. And you know what's crazy? James Gunn has made her, has been trying to make her gay for years now. (laughs) (laughs) He's been literally saying that Velma is not bi, she's a lesbian for years. And he wrote her as like a loud and proud lesbian, apparently in like the Scooby-Doo movie back in 2001, but it kept getting shot down by the studio, watered down, watered down to the point where they forced Velma and Shaggy to be in a relationship. Um, And that's just crazy to me that like the world didn't feel like they were ready for Velma to be a lesbian. She always gay lesbian to me. (laughs) Always. Yeah. The thing is like, I just never really like 
So the thing is, I never really wondered what anybody's sexual orientation was outside of Fred and Daphne because they dated. Yeah, true. And then it's like, Velma <laughs> was so like into her work and Shaggy was so into food <laughs> that it's just, like, I didn't really think about like, oh, who they dated. But I'm just happy that they're actually like, pos- like positioning Velma to be like, actually attracted to a new character who was a costume designer named Coco Diablo. Uh-huh. And she's so cute too. So I love that. And also she like I like that she has Bing's glasses and she wears a turtleneck too. I think that's so cute. Yes. Um but yeah I also want to watch that. The new Scooby Doo movies be good. They do Scooby Doo is always good. The thing with Scooby Doo hits no misses, baby. I, every time you watch anything uh Scooby Doo, you'll be like, I'm about to turn this off. Like I'm th- I'm not watching. <laughs> Next thing you know, you'll be like, oh. They 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 rope you in. The Scooby Doo movies rope you in. They do, because I watched the um because y'all know I do my Christmas like horror movie countdown thing around Christmas and one of my um because it's not many like horror Christmas movies, so I put a Scooby-Doo movie down um, for one of my uh, movies. And I'm like, oh, this shit slap. <laughs> always, always. And like, honestly, I be thrown for a loop about who it is. Like, <laughs> no, time. same. It, the movie definitely gagged me. I'm not going to hold you. The, the movie that I watched, it definitely gagged me. Santa was on some bullshit. That's all I got to say. <laughs> I be like, I know exactly who it is. <laughs> then at the end, I thought you kidding me. <laughs> you were kidding me. This is crazy. But yeah, shout out to Velma for like finding love, and shout out to the times. Like we can actually have like Velma be herself. Like that representation is gonna be very, very, very important. Yes, it really is. And like I definitely. Like I said, maybe because I was a little fruity tooty, but like I really <laughs> always see her as a lesbian. That's so funny. That is so not because I was a little fruity. <laughs> when I say I wouldn't have gave a shit about like Velma's sexuality, I'd be feeling like the adults be making things like this big problem where kids would have never cared. Yeah, they not gonna care, and they not gonna care um, that. She likes this girl. They just gonna be like, "Oh, their hair is pretty." Yeah, exactly, exactly. And it's just like the imagine where we would be at if back in two thousand and one they would have just let Velma be like open, like uh, openly like gay woman. Yeah, it's insane, absolutely insane. Shout out to Velma. Shout out to Coco Diablo. (laughs) Wishing them both like a bunch of love and blessings. Yes. All right, we got some some not so great news. Um, so today, Tia Maori announced after 14 years that um her her husband are divorcing. She actually filed for the divorce. Um, and she posted a picture of them, and she said, "I have always been honest with my fans. And today is no different." I wanted to share that Corey and I have decided to go our separate ways. These decisions are never easy, and not without sadness. We will maintain a friendship as we co-parent our beautiful children. I'm grateful for all the happy times we had together and want to thank my friends, family, and fans for their love and support. 
as we start this new chapter moving forward in our lives. Definitely hurt my feelings to know that they like separated. Although I tell myself all the time, I'm not going to get invested in like these celebrities' lives because I don't know these people. But I think I would be. I always get upset when like love ends or when love like or love ends in the way that you know it because it's not going to end. If you have kids together, love should never end. But yeah. it's you know when marriages end, it's a it's it's a disruption of family. I know it's not an easy decision, and like for me, I'm just like I can't help it. I love Tia and Tamara, um, and I feel like they my cousins. And when something <laughs> happens, it's just like oh my god, like I hope she's okay. Like send them so much love. Yeah, I really hope she's okay too because they really seem like they was like. Like, you know, excuse me. And um, I like the fact that she took control of her own story because a lot of times, like, I mean, if it did leak, I didn't see it Um, because I don't seek out that type of news. I just saw it because I follow her on Instagram. And I like the fact that she, would like, spoke about it, like, spoke out about it and not somebody being, like, whispers that blah, 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 like, you know. I just like that because I did go back and I looked at her pictures and I saw that he wasn't in like a lot of the recent recent ones. But like I was like, oh, maybe she I didn't think about it. Like I didn't think about it. Like, oh, like where he at? Like I didn't think about it like that. But I'm glad that she, you know, took initiative to tell her own story. I really like that. I'm glad she was able to do that. Yeah, I'm happy she was able to do that too. I do think that like um people who be like, Oh now I can't believe in love. It's like that really makes shit worse. I hope you know that. Yeah, like, don't that comment really- that like also she is such a sweetheart. The way I would have turned them comments off, none of you motherfuckers could say nothing under because <laughs> like saying stuff like that, um, that can make somebody feel guilty. Um, and also like look why the fuck are you looking up to celebrities for like that? love like they can't keep their marriage together just to give you faith when they're not happy exactly you freakazoids that's not the the purpose of marriage is for to give everyone else goals like if that's what happens because of it great that's nice that i but like at the end of the day 14 years was still I would consider a successful marriage. Like everything is not meant to last forever. Like that's something I think I'll, as much as you want a marriage to last forever, sometimes it don't. And winners know when to quit. Like winners know when to say like, we're not happy together. It'll be better for us as individuals and for actually for our kids. Exactly. On and just co-parent it. And it's just like that. That's fine. Cause she's one, she's 40 at her early 40s she is um beautiful successful like she can still like go out there live a happy life find some some new love if that's what she wants to do or focus on herself but it's just like she's good and he's good let's be real like Mm -hmm. i don't know what happened between them obviously don't need to know Although I hope she shares one day because I would be interested if she wanted to share. However, it's like you just got to back off and send love. You know, I feel like the same thing like Megan Good. Same thing with like Nia Long. It's like that's they relationships just like our relationships are messy. Imagine adding money, celebrity and attention to it. Would you think it's going to become easier? Exactly. And I feel like... um... I've been saying this all weekend, but like, you know, when Dr. Phil was like, shut the hell up. That's... <laughs> Shout out to Ryan, because we were saying that all weekend, but that's how I feel. That's how I feel about everybody being like, no, I don't believe in love. So I was like, shut the hell up. 
like, please. Like, really? Now you don't believe in love because Tia because Maori got divorced? Like, oh, baby, wait oh. until. <laughs> I'm about to say, so the fact that your parents were never together made you, like, I just, it don't be adding up to me. And I get it. Like, celebrities can serve as, they call it, expanders. Right? Oh, I never heard that. Where you get that word from? Goop. <laughs> the Goop podcast. Yep. So, when you want something that's not in your personal life, you got to look for expanders. That's how you manifest. So, sometimes, mm. if you don't have no healthy love in your life, you got to say, all right, who's an expander? Who's an example of that? And celebrities are the easiest people. Like, but you have to understand, like, all right, they're going to be an expander for me just as an idea that something can happen, but I cannot now hold them to to be the thing I need. Yeah, yeah. You have to, like, kind of be a little agile and being like, all right, I'm looking up to them because I need to look up to somebody. But also, if they get divorced, I got to look up to something else or I got to pull a different lesson from this experience. But, yeah, they're expanders, so I get it. I really do get it. A lot of celebrities serve as an example of what I want and don't have and I feel like oh well like if Beyonce has this maybe I can get it she's an expander for me of what's all possible but that don't mean Beyonce owe me nothing yeah like at all and it's just like come on marriage is very personal people be like oh no I'm so heartbroken like what no I'll be happy for people because stand up (laughs) I'll be happy for people too when I get divorced because like I know, like, some people be going through absolute hell. So, I'm like, listen. Yeah, and, like, the fact that she filed for divorce, I feel like when a woman filed for divorce, it's not good. Yeah. It's not good. And it's like, do you want people to be your relationship goals or do you want people to be happy? They want people to be their relationship goals. (laughs) They're like, ah, hosh posh. Yeah, it's like, that's so sick to me, to just want people to be what you need. Like... That's mean and crazy. <laughs> that is. That's and mean and crazy and nasty. <laughs> and you definitely need to talk to somebody about that because it goes deeper than, you know. Yeah. Like, why do you need this so bad? <laughs> yeah, it'd be weird. And people be saying shit like that about Lil Dirk and like, and I'm like, oh. <laughs> be like, fucking for real. If a little baby and Jada way to like break up, I don't believe in love. It's like, well, guess what, mama? Oh, child. Guess what? They have a blue face and Christian. <laughs> anyway. Send <laughs> your love to Tia Maori. Um, also, like, no shade. Why did Tamara have to drop her memoir the same day that her sister went public with a divorce? It's like, y'all didn't coordinate this? Like, because if I was Tia, I'd be like, all right, go public with the divorce news the day after my sister memoir because that's probably less you can't control, like, you know, when that's released. I just felt like y'all are twins. People see y'all as a unit, even though you're very separate people. Uh, like, from the brand. <laughs> dead ass us we can't do shit separate um but it's like y'all didn't coordinate that with your teams like hi i'm dropping a memoir i'm getting a divorce or did y'all coordinate it and you were like you know what great news this would be great i just thought that was very interesting and i also want to read the memoir because i love memoirs what do you want to share yeah right because i I want to know I know, because looking up, because also, like, I'm thinking about it. I'm like, they were child stars, but they, it seems like they made it to me already. So we think. Dun, dun, dun. I want to know. And I feel like Mm. the messy one is talking. 
<laughs> the one who can't hold her tongue. <laughs> the I'm, one who can't. The one who says shit that that is so like, huh? Hmm. Huh. True. Um, also, this has nothing to do with what we were talking about. And I'm so sorry that I'm sorry. Like I have ADHD, so I'm always got to be constantly simulated. But um, I just want to say that I'm on the air. Resellers, you're going to hell. <laughs> oh. You are going to hell. If you resell stuff for double the price, um, why the fuck is a doll on StockX? StockX is you resell sneakers. <laughs> be fucking for real that's all I had to say well you, well, that's our entrance into the sunken place <laughs> period thank you for kicking us off you're welcome cause I'm already I'm fired up baby well you're gonna be real fired up when you hear this shit <laughs> so tell me how so I ain't got no problem with Hailey Bieber let me just start there I ain't got no problem with Hailey Bieber I think she is cute I think she a cute girl she mind her business right so the she posted a TikTok that said, ready for all the fall things, including brownie glazed lips, right? Mm-hmm. So she posts a video with her with brown lip gloss on. Like maybe dark brown liner, brown lip gloss, maybe a little pet blush in the middle, you know? But yeah, that's what she got on. <laughs> Why all the different... Oh, Lord... All the different like publications are now talking about how she like created brownie glazed lips, giving her credit. Like it's literally like I went on TikTok and they was like Holly Haley Bieber created brownie lips, and I'm like, first of all, she never says she created it. That's the number one thing I don't like. Yeah, so like, she, she never literally said posted that. a picture with a brown glossy lip because it's fall and every bitch gonna do that. <laughs> So it's like that's what you do in fall. You wear brown lips and you wear burgundy lips. Like it's just every fall we all gonna do that. But the fact that like Vogue and all these play, they choose to make her the ones who done. Like have y'all ever met black and Latina women? Because we been doing this shit for ye- literally years, years. I literally do it all the time. Like if oh, anybody, if anybody knows me, knows that's literally my go-to combo. That is literally my go-to combo. It's so weird, like that they do. They did this with shit with nails, with bamboo earrings. Literally, I never knew white bitches to get their nails done. Nope. I never knew. I never knew. Like to, even to this day, seeing a white woman with like long acrylic nails is like, and they're not a stripper. It's like very like my brain is like. Cause it kind of I see like in the tattoo community yeah. it's more like a thing like so if you like heavily tattoo it's more of a thing but like just no tattoo just casual white women like on TikTok walking around with like um lashes and like long nails I'm like that's kind of where's they be Italian they yeah be, or they be women like Adele like uh like thick with a little bit of soul yeah that's what it be or like you said in a tattoo community um but other than that it's, it's just not their thing and remember they did this shit with kendall jenner it was like kendall jenner is uh bringing back braids it's like so Bra- what it's so tiresome stop doing it like it's it's so disrespectful and like it's just this it's we're at a constant war war, war where some women are breaking down 
like barriers you know we got quinta out here winning we got Issa ray out here winning we got beyonce out here like recreating things we got rihanna out here doing things but for the for like a lot of times media can tell you exactly how people feel about a certain group mm-hmm. and the erasure of black women and brown women is so fucking disrespectful and as i'm so tired i am so tired of like our experiences being erased and no matter how loud we are, there's still going to be somebody on TikTok on, behind uh, as an editor for a magazine that when they go and they write a headline, they don't even understand why that's problematic. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, what does that mean about how I should show up in this world to get people to understand? It's like we need to be louder. But then every time we're loud, people tell us we're too loud. But at the same time, how loud we can't be loud enough because shit like this is still happening. Yeah, exactly. And like, it's so crazy how it's like they, I just picture somebody like just looking straight through somebody that's like black and being like, oh, like, and then look at her, like, look at that white girl behind her. Like, she's rocking that brown. But it's like, they literally do not see what we do. And I know it's like, obviously bigger fish to fry. It's just something that's very annoying. It's like, not so, big, but, but it's, it's a big, it's a, it's a small part of a big problem. Yeah. You know what? You're right. That is true. It is because it starts when like taking trends and then it comes when you're in an office and you yep. have an idea and then they're like, oh, eh, whatever. And then somebody else does white says the same idea and they're like no this is genius and you're like literally what the fuck and i feel like it's very frustrating because people cannot understand how Haley, like bieber and like just the constant like white women who like again they don't set out to own anything or to coin anything she literally posted herself what a brown look just like kendall didn't even have like the straight back box braid no, nothing like that just like three braids with you know just that shit you would give your daughter for second grade graduation hairstyle right mm-hmm. like <laughs> it's not them necessarily it's the media yes. and the media really does control so much it controls so much about mm-hmm. how we feel about ourselves and it's again usually a bigger um it's just a snapshot of what society feels and thinks and i think that i'm experiencing erasure in all so many different areas of my life that it starts to piss me off because there's this false sense of diversity inclusion and belonging it's like we can we can create all these positions we can keep you know making that like i recently saw that like the academy for like film was looking for a diversity inclusion and belonging representative and it's like what will they will they fix the symptoms or the or the problem Mm -hmm. because right now the problem needs to be fixed by white people and they ain't ready to surrender no control Mm -hmm. let's be let's give let's be honest they come on they're not ready to surrender no control Mm -hmm. and it's just like the media and everything else is pissing me off so bad that the only place i could ever work is black girl brunch as far as media is concerned because y'all i would go to fuck off every day be fired every day I'm pissed. I even saw this uh, clip recently of this woman um, who's a, a production coordinator for the Jeffrey Dahmer um, series, uh, Trigger Warning, to even talk about that. But she was saying how it was the worst experience of her life. It was her worst experience of her life, not just because she was like working on a show that highlighted one of the most prolific serial killers. One, there was no mental health services, and she as a black woman had to watch all these stories. So my thing is, how are you going to center the story around black experiences while also negating?
negating a black experience mm-hmm. on set, right? And yeah. then, it's, so that's what I'm saying, it's false. Mm-hmm. It's all false trying to make like you doing things for, for the victims when this black woman was like, I was treated terribly. They were calling me the other black girl's names. They were ignoring me when I called out what might be considered problematic. And then when they got the feedback, it's no real price to pay because everybody's watching it and they're benefiting, they're profiting. And the victims, the victim family, what did they get? Dilly squat. Yeah, so you're centering the victims. How are you centering the victims when they don't have no money? <laughs> yeah, like, um, pay them. Can I just say one more other thing in the sunken place? People who don't want to pay folks and want to give them credit in other ways. People want bread. Yes. That's what they want. We want cash motherfucking money. Don't nobody want no kudos. Don't nobody <laughs> want money. Don't nobody want no uh, Instagram clout. You cannot eat that shit. Mm-mm. Can I pay my bills with, with a kudo? No, I can't. I need money. So yeah. if you really respect people, fuck all that other shit. Give them money. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah. That's it. Exactly, mamas. Exactly. Give people money. Give. That's what we need. Inflation shit is crazy. Sabria money right now. Period. Put in the bucket. All right. Well, which that's brings us some... to, <laughs> to more. <common> sense. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say to more. Which is just common sense is, is just an, an extension of the sunken place. Exactly. We are <laughs> fighting everybody. Everybody can get it. Exactly. I'm gonna let you set us up. So this common sense um, is how do you stand up? for what's right no matter what so i noticed there has been a it's the weirdest thing there has been an influx influx of people um supporting known abusers or people who have uh, allegations like there are celebrities who stand up for one thing but then they um practice another thing and i'm just gonna like monique said name names or keep it on the playground um, and it hurts to name these names because there are two men that I really enjoy. First one, LeBron James. LeBron James was in a car and he was listening to Tory Lanez music and like jamming. and was like, this new Tory Lanez is something. And he wrote something about Tory Lanez. We all know that Tory Lanez literally shot Megan Thee Stallion. And recently attacked August Alsina. And recently attacked... I mean, no, sorry. Jeremiah, my bad. Well, it was August Alsina. I thought it was Jeremiah. No, it was August Alsina. We sure? Yeah, it was August Alsina. All right, I'm a, I'm a fact checker. Yeah, it was August Alsina because I remember the picture. He was in the elevator. So Tory Lanez. So it was. Because <laughs> you know us always. But continue, continue. So, yeah, he did that. And then also, um, Kid, he, um, Tory, um, Tory Lanez had shot it out Kid Cuddy. And Kid Cuddy replied, like, oh, like, like great thank you Tori like some other stuff blase blase blue then with the Johnny Depp shit I remember seeing um like a bunch of celebrities like it was so many people I follow for that um not even just celebrities like people that like somebody that I had was that was a tattoo artist like it was just a lot of people I had to unfollow um because it was some celebrities like a lot of celebrities like liking um Johnny Depp stuff um what's her name uh, who I can't stand Dakota Johnson like she um said something about um I think it was um like defending it was either Johnny Depp or Harvey Wine seen somebody 
Um, but it has been a lot of celebrities who you would think would be for something. They don't stand for anything for real, for real. Nope. And I know. Unless, no, they don't. They don't stand for black women. And spe- exactly. They don't stand for women specifically. Period. Women, period. Um, and because with the Johnny Depp thing, it's like, this is white people being mm-hmm. like, oh, fuck, like, whatever. I'm supporting Johnny no matter what, blah, blah, blah. So the thing is, I know that, you know, when you're a celebrity, there's certain people that people don't want to talk about because they don't want to step on toes. They don't want to lose jobs. They don't want to do this. They don't want to do that, blah, blah, blah. For me personally, and I know Iman feels the same way, when something goes against my morals, fuck I... It. Exactly. Fuck it. There is no. I cannot. I'm so sorry. That's all I got. That's all I got in this world. (laughs) Exactly. That is all I have. And I'm just like, I cannot. It's like people thought I was over dramatic. I did not watch the Wonder Woman movie because um, Gal Gadot was in it and she was in the Israeli army. Um, And I say free Palestine constantly. I'm not watching that movie. I'm sorry. Um, and I feel like you is scary standing up for things, especially if it's like, you know, controversial. But first of all, bring it, let's bring it back. Tory Lanez, who the fuck is he? Like, mm-hmm. who the fuck is he for real? Like, he don't have no, like, I can't even name a number one. All his shit sound insane. Like, who the fuck is he? Who is he? Who the fuck is he for y'all to be like, oh, it's not like he the CEO or like Universal or some shit like that. Like, I understand if with the Harvey Weinstein thing, I understand why people were scared to speak up. Because he was a head honcho and people could lose their livelihood. And the women that were scared to speak up because they're like, oh, fuck it. Like, fuck, I'm going to lose everything. I understand that. But Tory fucking Lanez? This shit is not even, it don't bang that hard. And also, just to confirm really quick, you're 100% right. And I was right the first time. It is, it was August Alcina, which makes it even shittier because everybody knows August Alcina has health issues. But like, he publicly, like, he has. Attacked August Alcina, shot Megan the Stallion, a menace to society. And you say, oh, this music is so good. My thing is, I remember we loved uh XXX Tension when he first came out, Sheck West when he first came out, Kodak Black when he first came out. But you find out things and you go, this music don't sound good no more because I know you're crazy and violent and I like maybe other people's brains don't work like this, but now when I hear your voice, I think about the things you've done and I feel dirty and I'm not enjoying this anymore, actually. I'm not even enjoying this anymore because I know who you are and you got me thinking about abuse when I'm trying to vibe the fuck out and just listen to mm-hmm. some music. Exactly. Know? Exactly. And it's like, as a fan of these people, it makes me feel like, well, damn, like my story is not valid. Like, you know, I wouldn't even feel like, you know, it's crazy because um, I'm honestly very shocked at, like, Kid Cudi and, like, LeBron James. It just was, like, out of, like, I'm like, what the fuck? Um, It was just, like, so weird. And I feel like, like, for instance, 
I loved when, and they just, it was like the, what is it, the 30th anniversary of it? Yeah, the 30th anniversary. When uh, Sinead O'Connor was on Saturday Night Live, and I forgot, I don't know what happened. Was something, I don't know what happened because it happened the year I was born, and I never, like, looked into it. But Sinead O'Connor, it was a, after she performed on Saturday Night Live, she ripped up a picture of the Pope. Because it was something happening um with the vatican i don't know what it is i just know she's probably right but anyway she ripped a picture of the pope on tv on nbc that is that is some real shit right there mm-hmm. i feel like that is some real sh- doing shit like that that is like yes like you know how um like Marlon Brando sent a Native American woman to like accept his speech and then talk about you know what's happening with Native American people and things like that. I'm like, when are like what happened to niggas like doing but, real shit? But you know what it is 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 crazy because Dicky and is at an all time high. That's what it is. It like, is Dicky and it definitely because people I, are scared. Because the thing is, when you speak up. You get more res- people are more likely to respect you when you speak up. And especially when you get to a point where you have like such strong influence that when it, when when what you say won't sway things left or right, that's especially when you should do the right thing. Like a LeBron James. Like I actually was listening to this podcast, a lot of Scooby Doo talk here, but um, Casey Kasem actually played the vo- was a voice actor for Scooby Doo from like 1969 to 1997. But the reason why he quit in 1997. Is because there was this, um, he was a vegan, right? He was a dedicated vegan and he supported animal rights, environmental causes. And he was like a big critic of factory farming. But back in like 19, the 1990s, they wanted for him to do the voice of Shaggy for a Burger King commercial. So he quit the voice of Shaggy from the seventies to the nineties, because he was that dedicated to his values and he did not believe in Burger King. And the only way he decided to return to be the voice of Shaggy is if in 2002, they made Shaggy become a vegetarian. You see what you can do when you, when you have influence, you see what you can do. You can literally say, I'm going to make this fictional character become vegetarian, become vegan, because that's what it means to me. I'm going to lose out on his money. I'm going to miss out on his money because money should not be everything especially when you're already rich like Mm -hmm. come on like i can see some people like it is a privilege to say i choose my values it's a privilege right yeah we get to say certain things right now um because we are in a certain position to decide but there are people who actually don't they'll, they'll lose everything and they'll still stand 10 toes down look at muhammad ali back in the day look at how our ancestors fought and did the shit they did where everything was on the line their literal life was on the line their livelihood was on the line they still did it and that's why we here today and y'all niggas can't even boy boycott rockhead ass tory tory lanes y'all can't even do that exactly that is, that is like so despicable to me that's so despicable to me because lebron james if you could have so many people do so many different things and i know like this is no by no means me saying i cancel lebron james because even though this was very fun up and I don't like it I know he has also done a lot of great things for our community but it's just it's just like a reminder that like if you ever get in the industry you really got to be prepared for it to be the same dynamic as high school where people are they don't 
they don't think with their head. They think with they like who 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 can I be aligned to that'll make me most popular? Kid Cuddy is just sad right now because Kanye West is not his friend no more, and he's looking for everybody to reassure him. And that's sick to me that Kanye got that much power because I I feel like that's the only reason why he give a shit about Tory Lanez. Nicki Minaj do the same thing. Whoever like me, I like them. Whoever promote me, I promote them. Whoever hate my enemy, I hate them. It's just like, at y'all big ass fucking age, y'all so fragile. The self-esteem is nothing. That's what it's giving right now. I feel like I don't give a shit who like me. Hence why I'm saying everything I'm saying now. Because my values mean more to me than likes. I, you can take your likes and you can eat them. I don't care. <laughs> you know, it's just, it's just crazy to me how people who have so much just like stand up. Like sometimes I think about... <laughs> Like how um, Jay-Z said, never, I never, never go Eric Benet, right? Like he's like, never go Eric Benet. And I'm like, that's funny as shit. Like he really said that. And it's a good chance he going to see Eric Benet like at a, like an award show. <laughs> maybe not, maybe. But like he said it because he wanted to, because that's how he felt. And it's his art. And like, not to say like Jay-Z is like the poster child for like honesty, but I'm like, I just respect shit like that. When people just say what the fuck they want. Or like when he says something's whiter than Katy Perry faces, like I said it. <laughs> and I'm going to see Katy Perry to be amazed. And she, that's it. Like I said it. You know, exactly. Exactly. Is the realest nigga on TV. She the only one who don't give a fuck about who like her. For real. Real shit. It's like. What are y'all scared of? Like somebody gonna come in and beat y'all ass? <laughs> and where do you, where do values come in, and how do you protect those? Because I do feel like it is kind of easy to say right now, like I'm gonna stand by my value because there's no deals. But like I'm at a point now where I'm like I'm I want people to know that if you don't align with certain things or if you play with me. I'm going to go crazy and embarrass you. So it's just like, it's best that like I only work with people who are as radical as I am about decent treatment, by the way. Mm -hmm. That's what I sound violent, but what I'm actually violent about is decent treatment for people. Because a lot of times folks will make it like the person who's speaking out is the aggressor. When in reality, you're supporting violence. Yes. You're supporting someone who shot a woman and is walking around the streets like nothing happened. And I'm the violent one. I'm the aggressive one because I want to stand up for that people will gaslight you and making you think that having values is a wrong thing it's yep. not wrong you are you to too much you're the drama like blah 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 and it's like how am I gonna like I can't sit in a room with somebody who literally is an abuser or like pretend like this person that's an abuser is not like as somebody who you know has experienced violence like I can't be like oh like it's okay like whatever I can't do that Right, because right it's not a, exactly because it's not okay, and I feel like also, like as somebody, I feel like if I was an artist, whatever, I would. I'm failing my fans. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and also your freedom has just got taken away. You you might as well work at a in a corporation again. You might as well work at a nine to five because you are now doing something that is isn't necessarily what you believe just for a check. Mm -hmm. What's the point of being rich if you can't be free? That's how I feel. If I can't say how I, I, I'm, my goal in life is freedom. 
like not freedom in a sense where, oh, I just go and take whatever I want. But like I get to be myself in this world and not feel ashamed for not liking abusers, for not mm-hmm. liking people who are homophobic, who are transphobic, who are classes, who, who, who throw shade at people who are different. Like I feel like some people in this world, like we got to stick to our guns and take care of the world's most vulnerable. And like you got to ask yourself, are you an ally to some or are you an ally to all? Exactly. And if you stand for anything, you'll fall for everything. And that is just real, true, hot tea, mama. Like, that's how I feel. (laughs) (laughs) That is the real, true, hot tea, mama. Like, it's just crazy out here that people will sell their soul for anything. It's like, my no-nos are my my values. And it's just like, mm. Especially when people are a threat to women and black women, like, in particular. Like, let's... Come on, and children. And children. It's yes. just like, it's disgusting. Like, it really disgusts me. And I, again, I just see it all the time. And it's, it's, it's a war on common sense right now. It's a war on compassion. And it's just like, I think I'm so passionate about it because I'm like, if we all start losing our sense... And we start being loyal based on like who likes me, who will back me up versus what what's what's good, what's right, what's wrong, you know, based on those golden rules and values and just social norms, society will fall apart. Like not to be dramatic, Real but shit. society will really fall apart if we start letting it be okay. And it's also, already falling apart with this movie <laughs> room shit, if we're being honest. Like, no real shit. It really is. So it's like we're already going backwards. Now's not the time. It's not funny. Like now, well, it is funny that what I said, not to, now I'm talking about your laugh, but it's not funny to to be okay with playing Tory Lanes. Like it's just like if we there, it's we it's bad news. It's real bad news. Mm-hmm. And especially because a lot of men only listen to men. And a lot of men listen to LeBron James. Yep. So it's like you just, you like recognize your influence and your power when you back up problematic and dangerous people. Mm-hmm. He's a violent man. He's a violent, 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 nasty man. And you want, and you got a daughter and you want, you want to be aligned. His, I can guarantee you his music was not that good. He probably remixed a fucking <coughs> woman from the nineties, which is ironic because he hates women. And you know, and, and just, and, and now ride on a coattails, not even his real song. That nigga is not talented. I'm sorry. He's, he's not, really not, he's not that talented. He's not talented at all for me, but clearly some people like him. And I'm like, why? He isn't handsome. He isn't tall. He is <laughs> He um his music sucks. Why? I feel like y'all can be hype over Lucky Day if that's what y'all want. Shit, give yon. Shit. Yeah, I don't get it. Also, like people who are um like men riding his coattails. I'm just like, oh, huh. interesting. <laughs> God, what's going on? What's going on? That's how I feel. What is going yeah. on? Yeah, I don't get What's it. What's going on? Like, damn, it's just a bad joint out here. And this is why I'm like, as tired as I am, I feel like now is like the season to get louder. It really is. That's yeah. what I want for like, I want, I've been telling myself, get louder. And I'm also hoping that you all feel like encouraged to be louder mm-hmm. because it's a war on the marginalized mm-hmm. it's a war on marginalized people and in some ways great things are happening but 
it's like not enough for somebody with a disability to be featured in a gap ad. That's a start. Mm-hmm. How you treat people and how we let people get off the hook for how they harm folks is what the real change is. Yes. Like that's where the real change comes. That's when when everybody starts to, to not just see it's like representation is one big piece of the puzzle, but not the only piece of the puzzle. Mm-hmm. Treatment is really important. How people can move throughout their day-to-day comfortably. What happens when someone harms another person? That's important. Otherwise, we're not going nowhere. We got to protect one another. And like, for real. Not no superficial bullshit. Like, for real. For real. Because everybody know, and this is the last thing I'm going to say. I was saying then we're signing off. But everybody know how much I, literally since I was a child, loved Marilyn Manson. Everybody knows that. Mm-hmm. Once I heard that, because I didn't know all the details because me and R- Rachel Evanwood are around the same age. So I didn't, it didn't like, I wasn't comprehending what was going on. Um, and once I heard her say the things that was done to her in court, I literally threw my Marilyn Manson shirt away. Blocked his music from my Spotify. I have not listened to his music. It's that easy. And this is somebody who literally I would accredit for like half of my style. I let him go. Yeah. That simple. It's really not that hard. It's not. It's not your dad. You know, yeah. it's not your dad. You, I mean, even that, sometimes you got to do that too. But it's like, that's what people be asking. It's not your father. It's just a musician. Like, come on. It's not that deep. Me with Chris Brown, back when that, you know, incident unfolded with him and Rihanna, like, I literally, this was the person that bought two magazines so I can get the front and back posters. But at the age of 16, I understood that that's, abuse is not okay. And anyone who does that, I'm not a fan of them and I won't be supporting them. It was that simple. It's that simple, baby. Stand up. Like, literally. Literally, that's the direction. Stand up. Yeah. Please, y'all, thank you for tuning in to Black Girl Brunch. This was our TED talk. We really appreciate <laughs> um, y'all listening. Uh, please hit us up on the socials, follow us on Instagram at Black Girl Brunch, Twitter, BLK Girl Brunch. Hit us up on the Gmail at Black Girl Brunch at gmail.com. We need some mess. Right, come on out. Holidays is coming. I know y'all have <laughs> for I know something going on. There's something going up. So let us hear it. Um, also, y'all might have noticed that we paused a Patreon payment for October. That's because we wanted to get our lives together and be able to present what's promised. So while we appreciate y'all all for supporting us constantly, we want to re- we want to give something extra. And you know, it's the season for giving. So we'll be back in November with some stronger programming. And we love you all and thank you so much for none of y'all even said anything. We just noticed it. And um, me and Sabrina are going back to the drawing board and we're going to figure some things out. Yes. And if you are subscribed to our Patreon, you can still, um, you can still, um, be active with us. So I made a post like the, the last written post, um, is telling y'all like the details, but it's basically what like Iman just said. Um, but please, um, comment on that post and let us know what you would like to see from us. Um, and we're going to put the things on our calendar for the days and we're going to block time out to do those things. But please um, let us know what y'all want to see. We'll be back active um, in November. 
what she said. And make <laughs> sure you follow me on Instagram at Imama Tay. I'm back, y'all. I took a little hiatus, but I'm back on Instagram and I love it. I've been having so much fun recording TikToks with Savvy. And I'm going to be back on Twitter. It's Matei very shortly. And Sabria? It's um, Frankenfem underscore on Twitter. And it's Frankenfem on Instagram. And also, if you follow me, I am running for the face of horror. Um, you can vote for free or you can do pay votes, all pay votes. Um, go to uh, the B Plus Foundation, which helps um, kids with uh, childhood cancer. So uh, that is so great for me because I want to be a philanthropist one day. So um, you're, if you pay for votes, that's going to a good cause. I don't get the money. It goes to a good cause. Um, so, yeah, if y'all see that, please vote for me. I'm really trying to win this. Thank you who all who voted for me. Um, uh, and got me to the top 10 top 5 is next keep on voting stay in line thank you I love it y'all vote for my girl that's it that's the show bye peace